I'm Arie Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Drafted in the first round of the 2005 WNBA Draft, our next guest went on to solidify herself as a defensive star, winning a ring with the Seattle Storm in 2010. Soon after retirement, following the 2019 season, she joined the Las Vegas Aces as an assistant coach. Now at the helm of her own ship, we welcome our next guest, Atlanta Dream head coach Tanisha Wright. show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com and remember downloading the episode makes our stats look better and allows us to continue doing this important work if you want to sponsor an episode of the windsider show or something else email us info at windsider.com we are very excited and honored to welcome the newest head coach in the WNBA, Atlanta Dream head coach, Tanisha Wright. Coach, I have to ask right off the top, has it sunk into your head that you're a head coach in the league that you played in for so many years? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I don't know if it's totally sunk in yet. Maybe that first game or that first practice, actually, it'll really it'll really sink in. Um, we've been hitting the ground running, so I've been a bit busy just with you know, different things, but really, really excited about this opportunity and looking forward to it. Well, I think I speak for a ton of people when I say we we share your excitement with it. This is awesome. Such a great hire. Um, figured it was just a matter of time at this point, but we have a lot to talk about with a dream. Uh, but I kind of want to talk about you and how we you even got to this point. You know, you kind of went from blurring the lines of player slash coach while still in the league um, with your time at Charlotte and then solely as an assistant with the Aces what was that kind of period of time like for you going back and forth as player and coach and coaching collegiately and then going and sitting on the bench with the aces? How did that kind of shape your view of the game? You know, it really was just a learning period for me, to be honest with you. It was a time for um, me to be able to really grow and start to see the game a little bit differently because coaches and players obviously um, have different perspectives and different POVs of the game. So to be able to to sit back and see it from a coaching perspective obviously allowed me to be a better player in those last few years. And it gives me just a different um, aspect of understanding what's going on and understanding the game. So it was just a growth period. Um, and so I was able to take that and really bring it back to, to both sides, um, to Charlotte as an assistant coach and then to, to the league as a player. Well, and I want to talk about that perspective because it's you have so many of them, which I think is so valuable. And you've been involved in the league since 2005. Um, we could talk a lot about how the league has changed and how it's grown and the excitement surrounding it. But in terms of style of play, how have you seen the style of play? And I guess overall league just changed since that time. Well, the league is just constantly changing. I think it's really good for our league. It's really healthy. Um and that's what we want to see, mostly because of the caliber of players. I mean, the players that you see coming through our league day in, day out, they're they're um, more athletic, um, more skilled, like all these different things and all these different aspects that's happening. Um, and so I've definitely seen it 
grow and change from when I was a player till now. And I just think that that's just the upside of our league. And hopefully it continues to trend that way. And then obviously, I mean, my God, I have a thousand questions about Atlanta in general. <laughs> and clearly a, uh, a hot topic um, for months now. But, but in my opinion, extremely exciting. And, and I think that there's a lot we can talk about and unpack here. But for you personally, um, why Atlanta? You know, what was it about this franchise that's appealing to you? Obviously, this is a place that's under, undergone obscene amount of change and attention mm-hmm. the last year. Uh, but what is it about the dream in Atlanta in particular that um, you felt like you could, you could come in there and, and leave your mark? Well, to be honest with you, um, ownership and, and the different things that they – um, are willing to do. Obviously, Atlanta is a great city. When you talk about sports, um, Atlanta has a a great culture um, added with sports and lifestyle and all these different things. And then you add the ownership group into into that piece and them taking over and really wanting to build this thing out um, the right way. Um, no, no pun intended in that, right? Want, wanting it to be a, a model franchise and really wanting to show that um, you know, women's sports can just be included in just sports. It doesn't have to be women's sports. It can just be sports and show that that's capable by providing the resources and different things um, to make that happen. So that was a huge, that was a huge piece of it, obviously. Um, and then just the opportunity to, to, to bring, um, to bring that excitement back to Atlanta. When Atlanta first came into this league, it was a place where people wanted to visit, people wanted to go. And I think that um, the city deserves that, the community deserves that, the players um, definitely deserve that. And I wanna be a, be a part of that and being able to do that. I love that. And I love that pun also. It took me a second for like a split second. I was like, wait, oh, well done. <laughs> so let's talk about staff and, and to start off your relationship with Dan Potover. I mean, both of you coming from Vegas, I'm sure you had some sort of relationship as an assistant coach and he was uh, the GM, but I'm curious kind of moving into this role, talk to us a little bit about that dynamic. Well, I've been saying too many nice things about Dan over these last few, (laughs) over these last few weeks. (laughs) But the truth of the matter is they're all true. Dan, um, first and foremost, is an amazing human being. Um, Just a great guy down to earth. Um, sensible, somebody you can talk to, just very easy to be able to work with. Um, and and that is what makes it super special. Obviously, I've known Dan since 25, 2015 as a player. Um, you know, our intera- my interactions with him two years as a player um, and two years now as assistant coach, but maintained a great relationship and a great rapport with Dan. So to be able to move now from, from Vegas to, to Atlanta – and have that relationship continue, I think, is really special. Um, and it just – there's a comfort level, right? There's a comfort level between us that we can – that we trust one another and that we work really, really well together. So I'm really looking forward to that. To be honest, um, you know, knowing Dan was coming on board, it really it, – it eased my, my tension just a lot more just because I know he's somebody um, that wants to see me succeed and, and – vice versa. You know, I want to see him succeed as well. So we have that going with one another. I got to say in my mind, I know it didn't happen like this, but in my mind, <laughs> both of you are flying over from Vegas, sitting in first class, like <laughs> just running through, you know, checking <laughs> off everything you're going to do, just game planning and scheming uh, no. to take over the W. <laughs> no, I mean, that 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 would have been, I guess, in the perfect world, but that that is not the way that it happened. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, let's uh, let's continue talking about your staff. I'll just give you the opportunity right now. If you want to just break the internet and break some news on who's joining your staff, go for it right now. But uh, on, a, on a very serious note, like what type of skill sets uh, are you looking for for people to join your staff? Because I think it's such an underrated aspect. Everyone talks about the coaches, specifically the head coach yeah. and what they do with the players. But I think it's a very key aspect. What assistant coaches you have, who you surround yourself with to make not only you, but the team better. Yeah, that's, that's important. Um, and we're keeping with theme with the whole Atlanta dream. And like I said, with the ownership and what they're doing and the people that they're hiring, you look at Morgan, the caliber person that she is, you look at Dan, the caliber person, Darius moving into that exec role myself, like first and foremost, we're looking for high character people. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking for high character people. You know what I mean? You want to build um, a new identity and, and rebuild a team. You got to surround yourself by the right people, good people. Um, and so that's first and foremost. And then secondly, um, just competitive people, people who want, who, who want to win, you know what I mean? Um, and are willing to, to do that. Um, I don't say at all costs, but are willing to put in the work, sure. right. To yeah. do that, to, to, to make the Atlanta dream a successful, um, franchise. And so I'm looking for that. Um, I'm looking for people that are different than me. Um, I, I think, um, in order to build a, a great staff and to surround yourself with people, you can't have all people that think exactly like you, you need people to challenge you. You need people to lift you up. You need people to cover you in areas that you're weak. I don't assume that I know everything. And so therefore I, I my, my job is to go out, um, and find people who, who know more than me, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Who know more than me and, um, are willing to bring that to the table, regardless of my stature as a head coach. I love that. That I mean, I, I just think that's the type of mindset you need as a head coach, but enough hyping you up, right? We got to, we got to, I got to get pick into your mind a little bit more. Let's talk about you as a player and what you envision for this team. I mean, as a player, at least me personally, I thought you as a defensive stalwart, like mm -hmm. you were that player that you did not want to go up against Um, on if I was on offense, but I mean, whatever, I wouldn't be be able to do anything anyways. So no, I, I don't have a shot, Whatever. <laughs> but when you envision this, your dream team, and yes, the pun was intended also, love um, it. Love it, love it. what type of team is this? Are we talking stretch bigs, running the floor, pounding it inside defensive yeah. minded? Like what can the fans expect from the right way? You know, to be honest, that's a hard question to answer. Uh, we have four four people um, currently on roster right now. And so I think building out our roster is going to be super important. Um, I don't want to, to sit here and say, hey, we're going to look like this and we're going to do this, this and that. That doesn't fit our needs. Or if it doesn't fit what we have, then we have to be able to adapt and adjust. Right. And so I think being able to get a roster in place first and foremost, and then deciding, okay, what does this roster look like and how, what is going to best suit us? How, you know what I mean? How are we going to play in terms of on the court that's going to best suit us in terms of um, um, playing style? But in terms of the intangibles, we're going to be a team that's going to be competitive. Um, you know, I, I want a smart basketball team. I want a hardworking basketball team. I want a tough-minded basketball team. I think those are all characteristics that I embodied as a player, and I hope to pass on to um, to younger players or the players that I'm going that I'm going to be coaching. Um, so th those are definitely things that I that I 
want to find and players that we bring to to the dream. I have to imagine. Well, first of all, you must have seen my show notes because that was the next <laughs> question to talk about. But I, I have to imagine like that was something that appealed for, you know, for you to come to this team, for sure, just bro. seeing like you have the ability, you know, a lot of teams you go there, there's mm-hmm. X, you know, five players on contract, four of them guaranteed or protected, whatever term you want to use. Yeah. And it can hamper a new GM and a new head coach really fulfilling their vision. And I have to imagine, I mean, was that something that truly drew you to this to say, hey, we have like a clean slate and we can truly create what we're looking to do? I mean, you must have been licking your chops. Yeah. You know what? The the, the blessing in, in all of this really was, like I said, with new ownership, every, everything was fresh slate, right? Everything was fresh and being able to create something from the ground up and really build it out um, in a way that suits what, you know, the WNBA should embody. Right. And so that obviously the roster is a part of that, you know, um, Larry, Suzanne, Renee, they're also a part of that as well. So so all of that just combined really um, made for a perfect fit. So a big topic this offseason and last year was Kennedy Carter. Obviously, you were not part of the team last year and we're not mm-hmm. here to touch on all of that. I mean, we're here to talk about basketball. So. I just have to ask, I'd feel like a fool if we didn't ask, mm-hmm. when you're talking with Dan about building this team, about this fresh opportunity, um, you know, how do you see her in that equation? Yeah, listen, Kennedy is a part of our team. She's on our roster. I mentioned we have four players on roster yeah. right now, and Kennedy is one of those players. So Kennedy is going to be treated, um, you know, with the respect and attention that any dream player um, will be treated with. And so she she's a part of that, but like any – any team, you know what I mean? Like we're always looking to build our roster Mm -hmm. and make our roster the best roster that we can possibly, we can possibly be. Um, And so we will continue to do that. And um, as a part, and and Kenny is a part of that right now. Well, and you talked about just how wide open it kind of is right now. (laughs) Just, just a few numbers on that roster that are kind of set in stone. You talked about the fresh, um, that fresh opportunity, building it from the ground up. I mean, people need to understand how rare those types of opportunities are um, to, 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 to step into a situation the way Atlanta is right now. And I, I kind of want to expand on that and talk about mm-hmm. the notion of building a culture. Um, uh, that's obviously a huge, if not the biggest aspect of it. You know, you can look across the league at some of the, the longevity and the consistencies, talk about the Connecticut yeah. Sun and their culture. Um, you know, the list goes on. Um, but clearly the changes being made in Atlanta so far appear to have that, that specific goal in mind, right? Building from the ground up a whole new fresh start, changing Mm -hmm. this entire culture of what's kind of been in Atlanta for you in particular, uh, what are the steps, you know, from here on out to build Atlanta into a playoff and or championship team? Yeah. The truth of the, the truth of the matter is you got to live it, right? You talk about changing a culture and building a culture. It's not just culture right now is such a, such a buzzword, but um, it, it is something that but it's you know true. I hold very. Say again. I just said so, but it's true. You know, it's yeah, it's, exactly. But it is something that is super, super true. True, and um, the first steps is really finding people right that are culture people, people that will put the culture above anything else, right? Serving leaders in that matter. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go out and do that and, and build people around our players that the players understand that culture, you know, the culture of this organization, and it's not just on the basketball side, 
So on the business side, we're trying to align in every single aspect of what we're doing here in Atlanta. And so I think that that's very, very important um, with the people that we bring in. I know I keep saying that, but that is the first step to anything is bringing in the right kind of people. Um, and then secondly, it really is just living that out every single day. You know, if that's in, if we're on the basketball court or if we're in our everyday lives, living that type of, um, li- just li- living that out, living that culture out. Um, and so those to me are the, are the first two steps that we have to take. And then we add that on to the basketball, you know, the basketball really comes last. And when you're trying to really build, build a culture, in my opinion. And to expand on that, obviously, the NCAA season is just now kind of in full swing. You've clearly undergone a ton of transition in terms of, I'm sure, moving and getting getting relocated. What is your day in, day out um, kind of routine and focus on right now is, is you're kind of getting that, that building going? Yeah, um, NCAAs is coming up, um, just starting. So really just getting out and watching watching these players, watching these college athletes and um, seeing them at their very best, watching these seniors and what they can do. Um, you know, we are claiming the number one draft pick um, for the 2022 draft, and we're just going to keep claiming that. There you go. We're putting that into existence. We're going to keep <laughs> speaking that, that we are going to have that pick. And therefore, so we need to get out and we have to watch um, just a lot of basketball. Um, and so that's what I'm doing, getting out. I'm going to do some scouting, going to get to some practices, going to just watch a ton, a ton of basketball from now, from now until April and really get a good hold on um, who will be available um, for us to select. So we've talked about, you know, the the young players of the four that are still on this roster mm-hmm. signed currently. We're talking about the, the, the young players in NCAA currently. And I'm curious for you as a player who's been there, done that. And I don't mean that in the cliche sense, like you won overseas titles, right? I believe, according to your Wikipedia page, you won a Polish league, an Israeli <laughs> league title. Um, I know sometimes those things are out of date, but I'm, I'm, I'm always yeah. very, very curious about this because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the great and the horrible of overseas basketball, right? It, there's the there's that negatives where the injuries, the tired legs, players coming mm-hmm. late to training camp, so on and so forth. But then there's the other side, right? Money. Everyone knows about the money, but also the maturing and the growth of your game overseas. So I'm kind of curious for you as a player uh, and as a coach who's been there, done that, kind yeah. of what is your mindset on the overseas game? Because you do have some truly up-and-coming stars um, who hopefully, or maybe not hopefully, would be overseas growing their game. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's all personal preference and um, perspective. Like, you have some of these college kids who are um, who are going pretty much year-round in their se- senior season, right? Once their college season starts, they really start in the summertime, start working out, and then they have um, maybe a couple weeks off, and then they're starting their fall workouts, um, and then they're starting the season. If, you know, the season goes all the way, obviously, from October all the way until April, especially if they're doing a long run in the NCAAs. And so then they're getting drafted to the WNBA, and they're in the WNBA from April until September, October, depending on how far they go, they go then. And then they're getting two weeks off and jumping straight into another season. So, you know, if you're if you're going long as a senior – as a collegiate senior, if you're going long in the um, in the NCAA tournament, if you're going far and then you're drafted and you're playing a whole WNBA season, that's a lot. Um, it really is. That's a that's a lot on your mind. That's a lot on your body. Um, and so 
we're we're not machines. Our bodies aren't machines. We aren't meant to go um, year round, sure. year after year after year after year. So I think taking some some time, some mental space, some physical space to really regroup and let let your body regroup. I think that that's really important. But it's also it's also personal. It's also personal to you and what your needs are and what you feel like um, you know you want to do and what you need moving forward as an athlete. I appreciate that because not too many people talk about that aspect of like, yes, you can grow as a young player, but like you just said, that whole schedule, that's insane. Like that stresses my muscles out just yeah, thinking about ex- it. Exactly. Like, and it is stressful. And now you're prone to more injuries, right? Um, and, and, and you're young and you have to deal with that. It's not um, it's not meant for everybody. It's not meant for everybody. But if you are somebody who, who can take on that stress and who can who can do that, without an issue, without a problem, then, you know, so be it. Go go overseas and grow your game and continue to hone your skills. But if you are somebody who needs to take that, breath, that, that break, there's no shame in that as well. And I think uh, our young players um, coming in collegiately need to understand that too, that it's okay to take a break. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm. Uh, this leads me to my next question. You've been around the league for a while, and I'm curious. You definitely have a lot of friends, right? Players, <laughs> coaches, maybe even fan bases. Is there a specific game? I know the schedule's not out yet, mm-hmm. but is there a specific game? Maybe you're excited to take on some former teammates and show them, uh, show them what's up. Maybe you're excited <laughs> to, you know, teach Cheryl or maybe Bill a lesson. I, I don't know. That's is there funny. a game that you got circled that you're very excited to kind of uh, get that W? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm as competitive as anybody you'll meet, but I, I'm not sitting here thinking about um, there's so many other things and so many other focuses on my mind right now than worried about who we're playing, when we're playing and, and being able to get back. I think, you know, for me, it's it, it'll be the first game. You know what I mean? I'll be excited to, to, to be out there and to, um, you know, be the head coach of the Atlanta Dream. So it'll it'll probably just be my first game, whoever that is. All right, well, we're going to check back in before you take on some of those former teams of yours, and then we'll, we'll reassess enough. the situation. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Well, Coach, we're no, we know you're busy. We've got some NCAA, NCAA games coming on this evening. I'm sure you're getting prepared for. Um, before we let you go, I want to wish you the absolute best of luck this year, but I want to ask you any message yeah. for the young girl who not only wants to be just successful overall, but more specifically, those who aspire to be a coach someday. What advice would you have for them? Uh, what advice would I have? I think, um, I think continue to grow and continue to learn the game. Um, if you, especially if you aspire to be to be a coach, immerse yourself in the game, watch basketball. I find a lot, um, you know, younger kids don't watch a ton of basketball, especially being a coach at the collegiate level. Like our, our girls just, you know, they just didn't watch enough basketball. I'm like, you know, like you need to watch basketball. I'm not saying it does, you don't, you can't be interested in other things. You should be interested in other things and you should pursue other things. But, um, you know, if you love this game, immerse yourself in the game, put in the time, put in the energy, put in the effort to really um, grow your game, not just physically, but mentally as well. So, Coach, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. I know you're busy. Thank you so much. And we'll definitely have you back on. If you'll join us again, we're going to yeah, no check problem. in with you again. Thank you <laughs> so check much. In. We'll call it <laughs> we the check in. Yeah, we'll call it the check-in, you know. But uh, thank you so much, seriously. And have sure a great enough. weekend. No problem. Thanks for having me. You guys enjoy the weekend as well.